Today's show is sponsored by the MultiorgasmicMama.com. If lack of confidence, low libido, or guilt and shame around your sexuality are the cause of your bedroom woes, you know, the hot wild sex you never have anymore, or the transition into motherhood that sucked your libido dry, let me help you get your mojo and magnetic feminine spark back. Magic, miracles, total self-love, and multi-orgasmic bliss included. See you at TheMultiorgasmicMama.com. Welcome everyone. Today we have a special guest, Ksenia. Hey Ksenia, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. I'm so absolutely delighted and excited to be here with you. <laughs> I'm so glad to have you. Uh, this is going to be the first episode in a series of sexual awakening and empowerment stories from some of my favorite people on the planet. <laughs> Sika <laughs> was at uh, Pussy Mansion in Greece with me back in April 2019, and we connected there more, and I just love all of the women there, and they have such powerful stories, and I just wanted to bring a couple of them on to share with you, like, what was the biggest thing that, like, got them to this place of feeling sexually alive and free and just so fulfilled and satisfied in their life? So uh, this is our first interviewee on that series, Sinya. And um, Sinya, do you mind just telling us a little bit about yourself, what you're up to in the world? Absolutely. I want to start. I'm so delighted to be here and speak about this amazing topic, how to feel fully on and alive and radiant and everything we experience and share together in Pussy Mansion, like this high vibrational field of people, humans, women or men, doesn't matter. In our case, it was me, it was women who amplify each other and their uniqueness and radiance. And I truly wish that every woman on this planet experiences that and I think that's you and me and many of other colleagues are doing this work. So I am a sex love and relationship coach and my superpower is that I'm holding this oceanic deep spaces for women to find their own answers to their deepest yearnings and their deepest soulful heart desires. So I lead them uh, to manifestation of what they really crave to see in their life. Some of them are already on the way and they very well know maybe it's a relationship of intimacy and connection and some maybe want to manifest uh, an expression of her, of her creative uh, work. And some are maybe in the place where they hear this voice in the back of deep inside of them and they can't even believe that it's it's their inner voice calling them to step up into something much bigger than what they're living now and and sometimes they're even afraid of that at least i was i couldn't believe that yeah that's (laughs) that's what i am called to do in this life yeah and i hold those spaces for them so that they step in and trust those inner callings and become the next most expressed, most alive selves through the path of their true desire. Mm. So second chakra-ish. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. So I'm just wondering, what 
in the world has led you here to this place of doing this work? Like, we just really want to hear your story about what was life like for you um, when you were growing up? Like, what did you learn about sexuality, spirituality, everything that kind of got you to this place of being this amazing coach, helping women to really come into their soul's desires? Hmm. Yeah. Let me start by saying that if somebody maybe four or five years ago would tell me that I would be a sex coach, I would be like, you're out of your mind. You're out of your fucking mind. Okay. I have like an MBA and I have a master in economics and I was an entrepreneur and I was doing all the crazy things, but sex coach, like that would, <laughs> that would never have occurred to me. That would be a really crazy idea. Uh, and now I, I don't see, um, a better uh, vocation for me than what, what I'm doing now. I'm, I'm so excited by every time guiding the, the clients uh, to, their, to their deepest realization. But um, thinking back, like retrospectively, uh, sex was a love at the first time for me. <laughs> <laughs> if I can say so. <laughs> like, Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> So the first, my, my first experience of my own body, the sensuality in my body, and especially after the contact, the sexual contact with another person, they were so life-shattering in a good way. There was such a wave of pleasure and delight and connection. And I really felt this, I felt the important part for me of sexuality was innocence. I couldn't understand the cultural narrative of all the shame and guilt and, and rules and, and, and silence about sex and taboo because to me it just felt like blissful and innocent and I just couldn't wrap my mind around it. So I loved sex. <laughs> I, st I still do. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> uh, but uh, sex took me on... Uh, a heroin journey, which I only see it now in retrospect. Mm. And yeah, so if you want, I can share, I can share some, some more about uh, what happened in my life and how my sexuality from being this open, vibrant, curious one came into a different field. Yeah. So please do. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I, grew up, uh, I grew up in Russia, in St. Petersburg, and I don't think it's very different from any other places on, 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 in the world in our, in our generation. So I, I couldn't say that there were many prohibitions about sex, uh, but people didn't really, in my family uh, or in my culture, like within my friends, nobody really talked about that. So you, you got to figure everything out and there were really two things. One is what, how you listen and how would you trust in your body and the rest is what the society tells you is an, the norm. Yeah. And so, yeah, as I said in the beginning, it was like, yeah, I was curious why I feel it so, so amazing and why, on the other hand, there is so many stories about the sexuality. So that was kind of a question that was in me from the very beginning. Yeah. And... I was also, uh, like, I had a rather challenging uh, first part of my life. I had lots of responsibilities as a, as a young person, as a child, as a teen. 
I was kind of this caregiver also within my family. Uh, and it's the role that, that uh, and I think it, many women probably would relate, you know, especially those that are mothers, that are empaths, uh, that by the society or also by their nature are so created to take care of, of others. When yes. it's their family, children, uh, even colleagues, just the world, you know, like a kind of this mother figure embracing everyone. So I, I definitely was raised uh, a lot to be a care, care, caregiver who loved sex, <laughs> 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 but didn't speak about it. <laughs> so when, when I got in my first long-term relationship um, of 10 years, uh, the sex was amazing. Like we had, you know, this, this feeling where you're just so magnetic, you just cannot resist and it happens all the time. <laughs> and, and what I remember, I felt this, um, you know, this kind of sparks dancing in, in your eyes and kind of magnetism that you, you yourself turn into magic. Yeah. You kind of feel invincible. Like, yes. like nothing nothing can destroy you <laughs> and there is and yeah and you kind of feel the sexual power as well which probably gave me um gave me at that time um kind of the security that yeah in my relationship because of because of how how sexually embodied i felt but with years uh this sexual connection changed it didn't immediately it didn't immediately die out but it kind of changed uh, in quality and frequency. Mm -hmm. And also because of the life circumstances, you know, long working hours, I was accompanying a very close person, um, somebody very, very close to me in the fight against cancer. There were many, many things that were like contributing like the part of life that was happening. But eventually I noticed that the sex really became less frequent and I started to develop kind of inhibitions and also start putting on weight and started feeling less magnetic. And I started to feel, yeah, something is wrong and it kind of aligned with the cultural narrative that sex is for the young, freshly met people <laughs> who just feel so attractive to each other and then as life goes, it's normal. It, you don't need it anymore. You don't need to make more babies for example or like it's it's uh, nobody says that sex is so important yeah and i think the very important part of that moment was that i felt that my partner uh, i felt like sex and pleasure is something my partner gives to me mm. yeah that I am receiving or not receiving this amazing magic from him. And so I felt completely dependent on this source, which felt to me because of my sensitivity and sensuality much more than, than, than just sexuality, but like this whole world of magic and magnetism and aliveness. And yeah, but at the same time, it's interesting because there was always this kind of thin thread in my life, which sometimes got very thin but never broke, that told me that I believe that life is got to be better than this. Yeah. 
better than what I see around, better than what everyone is doing, that it's just not meant to be the way, that way, full of pain and, uh, and kind of disappointment and dying out on aliveness, on connection, on, on meaning, on truthness, on intimacy. So I never, I never gave up. Uh, <laughs> I was looking around, I did some therapy, didn't really uh, transform or change uh, much in my life at all. And so as this relationship ended, I entered next long-term relationship, uh, kind of on a different, on a different space. Like uh, I didn't choose a partner where sexuality was our first connecting point mm. because of probably the previous experience. Um, but the beautiful thing that in this relationship, I, for the first time in my life, had this space and time to look into myself. Because I said in the beginning, I was so much a caregiver, often focusing on everyone around me, and the last person would be myself. Yeah. And sex was good. It was different quality. It was good, but the same dynamic that with, with years, it started kind of to become less frequent uh, and you know how we, we easily as humans uh, something changes not how we expect it we develop all stories about it what it means about how i look how we are attracted and not attracted to each other um yes and so i started to look for i kept no i didn't start i kept looking for <laughs> for solution and i found this teacher uh Leila martin and i started doing i've done all possible online courses with her before uh this long-term program uh, that we've done together yeah. and yeah it was a I think one of the most mind-blowing experiences for me was when i started doing um exploring my own body and my own pleasure independently from my partner i to my astonishment realized how disconnected i am from any sensation of pleasure or sensitivity in my own body right <laughs> no you love i i was i was perplexed i i remember how much i loved sex and i couldn't connect these two dots how it comes from from being being so into it how comes I don't feel anything? I was falling asleep during self-pleasuring practices. Right. And, and I couldn't understand. Like, now I know a lot why this happens. And Yeah. And so, how... <laughs> go ahead. So what do you think that was causing you to, like, fall asleep? So I'm, I'm just so curious about this point because this is a huge... It sounds like it's a huge turning point for you. Yeah. Was that... When you know you had always kind of looked for your partner to feed that desire and yeah. feel really alive, and then you know after that relationship ended, you realized, oh, okay, so I'm doing a lot of caregiving, I'm catering to his needs, and doing all of this and that. So I want to create a relationship that's different this time. And then like you were creating a new relationship as you were coming into this different part of you that was starting to wake up like, oh, wait, maybe it's not my partner that fuels my desire and my aliveness. Maybe it's something else. And also this, the, the thing that you said about um, uh, feeling like there's got to be more, there's got to be more than 
this, this pain, this suffering, this like, how do we stay in a long-term relationship and just like feel alive the whole time? Uh, because obviously it's going to die out at some point between the two of you, but it's like coming into your own personal empowerment around that, that can make it refuel and keep it going. So I'm just noticing these things as you're, as you're sharing your own story with it. So keep going. <laughs> I just want Absolutely. To- <laughs> no, no, absolutely. Just one thing. I was not really sexually catering towards my partner. I was so liberated originally. Okay. Originally, in, um, in my relationship, and my sexuality, I was so expressed. But because the, this intimacy changed and died out, I shrunk. Oh, okay. And I kind of really retreated. And, you know, all the magic, because I was still not realizing that the magic lives within me. Mm-hmm. It originates from me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I saw this complete dependency on, on whoever is I'm sharing this magic with that is coming from him because he wakes up or this blows into the fire of my being. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what I realized is that my body was um, completely shut down on, on sensuality and sexuality. Even when I was, I was establishing this uh, shy, uh, shy connection with it myself, like on this, on this journey of reconnection to and rediscovering my desires, my sensual map of my body, of my yoni, uh, and also my, yeah, the, the different um, preferences uh, that I have. But yeah, so this point, although, is, is so, so important. The moment when I realized that I am here, so this is, this is the practice that I'm doing and that I was doing every day for, for a year. Uh, this practice that I'm doing, there's nobody there to make it right or wrong. So it is given to me and it's supposed to work. It works for other women. And I feel not, nothing. Suddenly, I start to realize that maybe my sexuality is not a function of another human being maybe my sexuality is a function of of something that lives within of me deeply and i yes yes and and that was mind-blowing realization i must say there was a part of me that was probably thinking oh my god now i have to deal with it because she was not ready (laughs) she was not 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 ready she was like oh now i need to own myself myself (laughs) and all all parts of me (laughs) yeah yeah wow yeah so it was a realization that like my sexuality is not just for me but it's from me so it's not him that sparks my desire my body sparks the desire and I can generate turn on within myself independent of someone else or something else so so true and nobody ever told me this truth (laughs) or showed me (laughs) or like modeled to me and I think not only to me to many to many of us that this is the truth Mm-hmm. You know, so many women worry about, and I understand, I was there myself, about what the partner will say, how they will do, how they will react, what, what they like, without paying attention on, on ourselves. Mm. So juicy. 
that's like the epitome of sexual empowerment is just like realizing that it's for you and it's for you and then it comes from you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's absolutely so true and, and so empowering when we fully embrace it. Mm-hmm. And then the next step is, is still, why was I so shut down if, if I love sex? Yeah. Like what happened to me? What happened to my body, to this flower, this sensual flower? It was so fragrant not so many years ago. And now it's, it's like shy and, and, and shut down. And, and that was, that was the, another realization that even though everything comes from us, we are living in this ecosystem of the world surrounded by other people, energies, belief systems, cultural, uh, cultural ways of how, how sexual, sexuality is seen, how human beings are seen. And that affects us and affects our inner source of magic and pleasure that I empirically, <laughs> empirically discover. And, but that was the turning point and from, of, of an amazing unfolding of my entire life, just not, not only my sexuality, but I really see that this was the beginning of a f- unfolding of my soul journey that led me to this place where I'm offering my soul service to other people, to other women. So mm-hmm. after, after like my dedication and, and this gentle archeological excavation of my own pleasure, <laughs> From my own body, who, uh, which actually, uh, yeah, kind of shut down like a flower. Who, um, how should I, how should I put it? I felt like it was like a like a shut down from within because uh, of how I saw the world giving me pleasure without realizing that that I am I can generate it from within because mm-hmm. of this big uh, misconception and my belief of dependency on something external and maybe uh, yeah different ways of how my body was not honored or uh, seen or respected in 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 this relationship how I was yeah there was kind of uh, you can say that an element of um, a power game where if I'm not in my power in my sexuality, then I'm giving it away and then I'm becoming subject of uh, possible manipulation or or possible possible misuse of power. Mm. And as I was awakening myself and discovering this uh, universe within, within my own being, of sensuality, of pleasure, of energy, of uh, magnetism, everything I experienced in the high uh, of my new relationships I was talking about, and much, much more. Yeah. I felt that, I felt that this sexuality of mine is really the source and the fuel uh, for my deepest expression. And what really helped me to go uh, further was to connect with my desires. 
connect with my true desires. Yeah, which is what you help your clients do. Just so Ex- exactly, exactly. Uh-huh. And that's so. I feel like sexuality is like the fuel for the soul, and uh, the the true desires are like this link or the breadcrumbs that lead you back to your unique soul expression. Yes, your desires are divine. (laughs) Absolutely. And the way to your desire is through your desire, not around it. Mm -hmm. So honoring your your desire. And I believe also that um, it is very important to distinguish our true desires with desires that uh, come from from the outside world. And in the beginning, it was so difficult to really make a difference. Is it something that I really want? Or is it something that I'm made to believe I want? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's so beautiful. I'm curious then, since you realized that you are the generator of your own sexual flame. How is your current relationship different? And you've been in this relationship for a while, right? Yeah, 10 years. Okay. I love it, yeah, 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, but everything I hear about it, it's like fucking amazing. So, you know, like, I'm just curious how that changed with like the last in your relationship you had it died out but this one how is it different yes sure with pleasure so um i i think the biggest fundamental difference is that i feel totally empowered of of how i feel and of my own state of experience in every moment including in our sexual interaction sexual intimacy so i don't anymore come from the place of um, waiting on my partner or expecting something from my partner even though i uh, obviously appreciate (laughs) when i'm seen when i am um, when I'm appreciated as a woman, when, when he connects with my, with my sexuality and sensuality. But I now um, feel this beautiful uh, freedom of expression. It's almost like I become an artist in bedroom of how I express my inner sensual flame, sexual flame with another person. Oh, and it, so beautiful. I know. And all of a sudden it opened like these doors of possibilities. And I feel these doors and windows, like I feel it's endless. It's like this mandala of sexuality. Uh, and there is so many layers, you know, there is this uh, physical layer of touch and the differences of touch. And then there is energetic, I'm a very energetic uh, person. There is energetic level uh, to sexuality. And then there is this realm of something that we can't really put into the words very well or explain this realm of divinity. Uh, And all those realms opened up because, um, because I went within and I became curious what am I discovering there rather than waiting to see what happens in between two people and especially what happens as 
a response of another people, another person, my partner in this moment, giving me a certain uh, input. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like you took a hundred percent responsibility for how you show up in your own sexuality. And then when you did that, it like opened up this portal of so much more that came available to you where you had, you know, the ability to connect more with your partner because you're connecting within yourself first. So true. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, love that. Amazing. (laughs) Wow. Was there anything else you wanted to share about your story? Um, Like, I didn't ask you in particular, but I think we kind of touched on already. Like what was the biggest turning point for you from feeling like your sexuality was dependent on someone else? to like owning it for yourself, if there was one thing that you could say that shifted that for you, like, what was it? I believe so. Yeah, we touched upon it, and I just want to say which uh, practice really, uh, really shifted it for me was working with Jade Egg. Ah, like, like <laughs> out of many, many practices, I tried uh, and explored, and and definitely they also contributed to to my uh, evolution as a sexual being, as a conscious sexual being. But Jade Egg. Um, did a magic and energetic uh, and um, and essential magic of reconnecting me deeply with my body, with with my vagina, uh, with with the neural path of the body mind, uh, reconnecting with my sensuality, and after reconnection, expanding to the levels that were not known to me even ten years ago, and I believe. It is, it is never-ending expansion. So I really feel like this, our sexuality and pleasure is something that is infinitely available to, to us. And that's why it never can get boring because if we are really present with ourselves and with our partner, uh, really every time you are up to be surprised if you are staying curious and, and connected to yourself and the other person and your body. So fucking true. Oh my God. Absolutely. Because when you're showing up and sex from your truth, from who you really are, from authenticity, from a place of vulnerability, you there, how could sex be born? Like literally how could it be born? It can't because you're the artist. You're the one that gets to like write how it goes. You get to write it, you know? And when you've got, when you're so connected and so trusting of how you show up sexually, because you have the confidence, you have the connection with yourself, it doesn't get boring. So I think that's like probably the the biggest takeaway right there is like the more that you connect with your own sexuality, the less boring sexuality is actually going to (laughs) be. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Well, body sexuality, I don't even know how it is, but yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of women out there that tell me that they're bored to death. So trust me, there's some out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe it's not true. There were periods of my life that, yeah, absolutely. Right. Uh, yeah, but now it's kind of really much more the thing of the past. Yes, so true. And, and I also feel that, uh, yes, you are an artist of sexuality, but you're also a co-creator 
And it's this point of surrendering. And not only to your partner, but also surrendering within yourself, surrendering to what you think you already know about yourself, about sexuality, about the two of you together in this moment that bring this uh, mind-blowing experiences. Yes, I love the co-creation part because there's that, you know, it totally is when you're with a partner and you've got polarity going on it is co-creation of surrender and receiving mostly for women but playing with that too you know being more in power and more in control can be really fun too and just playing with that and all of the different experiences you can create by just playing with that alone it's amazing (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. But also co-creation with your partner, as you said, but also co-creation with something which is bigger than ours. Mm-hmm. You know, those, those journeys when, when the mind softly gives away the control and you really drop in the visceral experience of, of, of the pleasure inside of the body. And this wave, and I think it goes, it, it definitely the two energies of you and the partner and the play and the role play. So there could be different elements that we can play in the bedroom. Absolutely, as you say. And also like just this surrendering and opening to what the moment presents you and this absolutely new sensations that happen in the bedroom that very often you've never experienced before. Mm. So true. That happened when I had... Uh, I don't even remember if you were there, but remember the uh, full body orgasm practice? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I re- talked about it in a live video in my secret Facebook group. So if you want access to that, you'll have to message me, email me, and we can chat about it. But yes, that happened in, in that experience for me, just from not even being touched, um, just giving way, surrendering to energy itself. Um, yeah, things happened that I didn't know were even possible of happening. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's really divine. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Beautiful. Yes. And what, what I feel, uh, how it affects also the, the totality of life is that you become really... Why, why, why I say that uh, sex is a soul fuel? Because it, it goes much more than, than your bedroom. Uh, you really reconnect to... You start looking for answers inside of you and you, it activates your inner compass uh, and you start in this really uh, complex world which provides us so many inputs uh, every moment when you're really connected with yourself and with your embodied sexuality, you start feeling answers to the big or small questions of life very clearly within of you. So you start connecting to this voice uh, that guides you to your own soulful expression in this lifetime. And that's really beautiful. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. Awesome. So I'm wondering, where can we find you online? Where can people connect with Zinya and, uh, you know, to stay in touch with you? Or if you have a free opt-in or anything, tell us about it. 
well, at the moment, I am uh, fo I'm focusing on uh, assisting uh, women and also couples uh, in private coaching sessions. So mm -hmm. you can contact me for a, um, absolutely free of charge and delightful discovery uh, explorations. So I'll, I'll, I suppose I can share my contacts and, uh, here in the post podcast page. Yeah. And yes, and um, the journey continues. Uh, I'm sure that I will be creating new uh, programs. There is one that is now being brewed, which is called Supernova. Is how to uh, is how to uh, go to the next level of your soulful expression, following <clears throat> the, your deepest heart desires, and really illuminate the world with your. Uh, supernova colors and energy and, and and radiance oh my god how cosmic <laughs> <laughs> absolutely awesome so last question what is the number one tip or trick that you have on becoming a multi-orgasmic mama <laughs> mm. i would say follow your follow your pleasure mm. on a daily on a daily basis prioritize your pleasure even if this priority is just it's just a few minutes a day maybe you can start with just five minutes in the morning or in the evening but and and surrender all ideas of what pleasure what other people mean by pleasure take a moment take a few breaths and really feel into your body and try to listen what does she tell you about what does she want to experience as pleasure in the moment and give it to her and really start developing this relationship with between your body and the pleasure and and saying yes to pleasure and making making more and more a hopefully space for pleasure in your life oh fuck yes wise words from other sex love and relationship coaches are always the best <laughs> <laughs> I love it Thank you so much for joining us, Sonia. And uh, yes, I will post all of your information in the show notes below. Beautiful. Thank you so much for having me today. It was amazing to share uh, my story. And uh, yes, I, I wish for everyone, for every woman to be multi-orgasmic, confident uh, source of pleasure and magic in this world. Yes, thank you so much, and we'll see you soon. And we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.